Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. All right. Let's start the show. All right, so so Sean, uh, you have you have been nice enough to come out of your uh, your streaming induced binge watching hole to to join us today, and I think we'll get to that later on. But uh, yes, I, y'all, are, was... y'all are lucky I got off my couch for this. <laughs> got off your and I know because because I I helped you move you you had to move all of. 18 inches i think to get from couch to to recording studio yes but it's nook. it's it's a hard couch to move and it's a hard couch to move off of it's very comfortable i've taken i've taken several naps on it uh in the last two weeks we we might have to talk about napping at some point that sounds really boring but it's I, a new I tr- it's a new entry into my life and it is i, I can't put too fine a point on it it's fucking amazing okay all right well napping you know there you go. That was noted, really noted for the future. Podcast over. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, this week it's something quite the opposite of napping. Instead of a a, a cool, calm, refreshing kind of uh, you know slow takeover of your senses into a sedated state, uh, <laughs> we've got almost fourteen billion dollars worth of awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's an interesting way to refer to it. Yeah. So obviously the. Uh, the big news is that uh, Amazon, uh, a company you might have heard of before, is purchasing uh, the upscale grocery store chain, uh, Whole Foods, mm-hmm. uh, for, as you noted, a great big shit pile of money. And uh, we, we talked probably six months ago... Uh, or thereabouts about how Amazon is, is, you know, seeking to take over your entire shopping experience and, and really hold a monopoly in that regard. And, uh, well, this is a, uh, one giant leap in that direction. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of mind boggling to think about, um, because Amazon, uh, it, it, you know, Amazon is synonymous with online shopping, e-commerce, um, and even even when they opened, you know, an Amazon bookstore as a, a pilot in in Seattle, we all kind of thought, oh, maybe they'll maybe they'll move in this this direction, but still, like, it's very clearly an, an online first and always company. And mm. this is like this is a really big move into, you know, actual uh, brick and mortar stuff. Yeah, and and the thing about those those brick and mortar stores, and you know, I think they've got one that they'll either has been piloted or will be soon in Seattle. That is, you walk in and it knows who you are, and then you pick stuff up and you walk out and you'll have purchased it. I, I almost feel like, in retrospect, thinking about it, it's 
with these kind of things are just learning how real life consumers in their stores function. I mean, they know how people function online and they have just probably sickening amounts of data at, at how that works. But this is, this is like trials. Like, you know, how do people shop in bookstores? You know, how do people do when they're doing the groceries? Right. And I mean, they've been doing, you know, they've got, uh, they've prime pantry, which is, you know, non-perishable goods. And they've had like the, the fresh, there is that what's called fresh? Amazon Fresh. Amazon Fresh, I think. Yeah, um, and I get notifications about that. They do that in some cities, and and uh, they also have the thing that you put in your refrigerator, or you, which is different than the Alexa and figures out oh, what yeah, what the, groceries. The dash the, button. Yeah. Well, they've got the dash button, and then this week, the day before, they announced the thing where you scan a barcode or, oh, or you the, talk to the it. The wand. The wand. Yeah. So. Yeah. So all of a sudden. They're trying. They're they're getting information on how people shop for groceries, and mm-hmm. now they are making a an investment in in infrastructure in in a lot of ways. Of okay, how do we get more of our potential? How do we get more of our current customers? And how do we get what is a way to get other other future potential customers um, to shop with us over others? And they went with Whole Foods. Max, I will ask you. Do you enjoy a Whole Foods visit? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy a Whole Foods visit. I think, Sean, even you enjoy a Whole Foods visit. Uh, no. No. Actually, I don't. It's it's how much more those groceries cost stresses me out, which is something we yeah. talked about a little bit before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, the one Whole Foods in Charlottesville is often uh, stressingly packed full of people. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing that I hate. Um, yeah. I I do my grocery shopping in a in a much more leisurely fashion, mm-hmm. like a little often it often at odd times as well as we've, no we've not not so much anymore. Um, okay, I like the odd times personally. I I do, but I I go to different grocery stores now that don't have mm-hmm. odd times available to me really. <laughs> so uh, they're they're much more normal hours. I think the I think Wegmans and Charlotte's was open till midnight. Um, but I also, since I moved, have been getting my groceries from sort of a local market type place. It's only open until nine. So I have, oh. like stop on my way home from work because I can walk, you know, I can walk seven, eight blocks with grocery bags. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but and yeah, that, so. The, wait, the place that closes at nine is, is you think less expensive than, than Whole Foods would be? I, feel like I those would type say, of places. I would say. Uh, I have been asked that question a lot uh, by by people to whom I have spoken about uh, getting groceries there. And there are some things that are more expensive, um, but I, I don't really notice it. I think I've changed my grocery buying habits a little bit to, to adjust for that. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not paying. I am paying less for groceries now. Okay. Uh, Max, you were... were you Sorry, I, we redirected oh, to my well. grocery buying habits really quickly, and that's not what we're here to yeah. talk about. Well, uh, I, I, think it, I think it plays, but Max, yes. Whole Foods also has um, prepared food. Uh, I, get the, I get lunch there fairly often. I, I think, um, yeah. And yeah. I enjoy those visits as well. I know yeah. Sean went right to the grocery prices, but... And I think you bring up a good point, and I, you know, we, we did discuss this beforehand, which is... Um, Whole Foods is definitely more expensive for the same cart of goods. I recently bought some stuff like 
or it seems it seems that way. There's certainly this perception. I, I recently bought stuff like olive oil, and it wasn't more expensive than my Safeway. And you know, as as kind of Max, you've you've also pointed out, yes, the the fruit is more expensive, but you are at least convinced, and perception is in reality in this circumstance. Uh, it seems. Uh, to be better produce and you're paying a bit more per pound and everything but if it's better it's better and maybe maybe that's not the case for for everyone but i think they want you to have that perception the other thing and you mentioned the prepared foods i go to whole foods a lot almost as i mentioned i'll go on the way to playing basketball which is kind of far away from me and i think the the audience they want at that whole foods is different than the one in clarendon which is a little a little more urban it's not urban but it's it's a little more urban they're looking at kind of younger yuppie type crowds and then also the people that i think go to yours sean but i i go to that one almost as a treat like i'll look and see it's like before playing basketball so i'm like oh maybe they have like one time they randomly had special beef jerky on sale so i got that and i got some gum um which ironically and bring us back to the point i got it's called glee gum and it's like natural gum or whatever it wasn't that expensive it was like a dollar 29 for a package and then i liked it so i bought a 12 pack of it from amazon because it was cheaper (laughs) (laughs) so i am the person that they want to do this and and i think that we've read a couple different things that will share um every you know it's it's the hottest it's the hottest think piece out there right now but um there are certainly some economic decisions and, and everything else with it but I don't know, Sean. What what do you think that they are looking to do? Well, uh, as we alluded to previously, um, Amazon, even even in an e-commerce setting, has been looking to be the place that you shop for everything. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the introduction of Prime Pantry and Fresh... um, and really, you know, when you factor in uh, their solutions for cloud storage and music and video streaming, they're they're trying to be sort of the your hub on the internet for just about anything you know outside of I guess outside of information gathering, which you still uh, which is still Google's front for their massive advertising business. Well, they have the Washington Post. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a really good point. But they don't have social media, I don't think. Well, and they and they don't. I mean, the Washington Post is is but one but one place. More you wouldn't, you know. Uh, there's a, yeah, a, a no, great. Not, there's an awesome uh, Pete Holmes stand-up bit about uh, about Google and and how the uh, the conceit is like. There was a time when if you wanted to know where Tom Petty was from, you just didn't know. And, like, you wouldn't yeah. go to the Washington Post for that. So that is, like, the last – that's the last bastion, uh, you know, that, that Amazon is, you know, kind of content for the moment to to let that not be their bag. Uh, but they'll sell you books about Tom Petty, yeah. um, you know, if you so choose. But also, I don't I don't what? listen to Tom Petty, and I know Tom Petty is from Florida. Come on, guys. Like, pe- people know that, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, it's, sure. It's That's, beside the point. <laughs> correct. You are correct. It is indeed beside the point. Um, but 
uh, you know, they're they are continuing their quest to be the place where you go first on the internet. Um, you know, they they want to be the place where you watch videos. They've got their own, um, they've got their own, you know, uh, streaming service. They've got their own original content. Um, I mean, including not just streaming TV shows and, and things like that, but like movies. Manchester by the Sea was an Amazon production. Yeah. Um, so so they're they're essentially trying to monopolize as much of the internet as they can um, against the Googles and Facebooks and, and Netflixes of the world. Yeah. Interesting point, though, that I have to bring up. Netflix runs on Amazon servers. Oh. Netflix's infrastructure is AWS. Well, that's... So and- is that a good thing? Because <laughs> that sounds like a terrible thing so when you think about I, the power that Amazon has over one of their direct competitors in one of their verticals being video streaming. I think that something that is maybe going to be... Well, I know AWS is um, is something that is already ignored about Amazon as... You know the things you mentioned. Uh, well, ignored. It's the most of their revenue. I yeah, think. it's well, but well, not ignored by them. Yeah, not ignored by them. Us. Yeah. Not, I mean, the collective us. You know, the the the, the collective democratic us. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I talk. I've talked about it at work as, as something to use. It's just like, oh, we we need servers. Oh, we'll use AWS. Uh, you know, across the board. Um, what I you know. It's going to be easy to be like scary Amazon, scary Big Brother, scary Big Bezos or Bezos or whatever. Um, but the thing that I will applaud them for over, say, <clears throat> Apple, someone you also own stock in, you know, Max, is that instead of giving out dividends, they, you know, they'll post losses, but they're not really losses because they are buying infrastructure. You know, they are, you know, creating more and more server space and, and everything else. And and this is another example of them buying infrastructure, and it will lead to gains, you know, on their part. And I think that that's in a time where so many people sit on cash, Amazon is not doing that. And they've never done that. And I think that that's – that is at least refreshing. The implications are scary, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I – Especially I one in particular. Yes, and and maybe you should share that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it's probably a good idea. Um, you know, a, a thing that came out sort of alongside the news of this uh, this acquisition uh, is that uh, about three weeks ago, Amazon was awarded a patent um, for. Uh, what's called physical store online shopping control and the idea is that it's a it's a system that uh, can identify your uh, internet traffic and and tell when you're on your smartphone in their stores which is important now that they're buying whole foods um, and prevent you from using the web to comparison shop uh, you know it's kind of funny that Amazon is doing this in that Amazon is the place where you comparison shop on your phone from other retail locations. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to cement that monopoly, um, you know, and, and kind of 
you know, there's another implication to it as well, which is just more, more and more data collection, you know, in, in the way that, uh, in a way that all, all of these sort of great American online companies, uh, have their sort of, uh, visible purpose. And then they have their, uh, then they have their real backbone purpose. And it's always data collection for some sort of end, like advertising or, you know, helping to strengthen the grip of their monopoly over you, the internet browsers of America and the world. It, it's called money. Have you heard of it? Uh, I mean, that's that's it. And and you know, the thing there is like, oh, you know, net neutrality, except for when it comes in the way of our money. Which, in that case, uh, Amazon is not necessarily any better than right. you know, Comcast or Cox or uh, right. These Time companies Warner. want net neutrality in the sense that they don't want your ISP potentially throttling access to their sites and introducing competing services but they don't want you know they don't necessarily want net neutrality you know compared to their sort of more uh their more direct competitors um but that puts them in this weird place where they have to and they kind of have to support neutrality in in the broader sense because you know you never know uh you never know when somebody's going to come after you that you know they might be you know in position now where you know they're still going to get your your internet traffic with no trouble because it's beneficial to comcast or time warner to to allow its users you know fast and you know fast and stable access to netflix or amazon but what happens when the massive conglomerate known as Comcast says, oh, maybe we'll introduce some sort of shopping platform? I, I mean, I, I got to think with that, you know, with that, like other things in the Internet, uh, you know, there's 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 a window. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that now you have more and more things that want to be the blank of blank. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I see I see entries into the. Um, one I've seen recently is is it Hubble maybe is the the lenses the contacts and it's like they're trying to be the Warby Parker of of contact lenses and I don't know if it's going to work you you kind of need to be the innovator um, and I think that one thing with Amazon is they've been able to continue to innovate and they're not necessarily following other people or you know their phone total flop they stopped doing the phone. Uh, you know, okay, but with the one innovation with the um, uh, buying of Whole Foods that I want to point out is uh, the two Whole Foods that that I go to, and I'm I I know. Oh, and then also the one in DC that I've been to a couple times. One thing, it's not just that I enjoy going there, and sometimes it is crazed. Um, and I think that the one in Charlottesville, which I haven't been to in a very very long time, is kind of in an odd space, but largely. They're in really great locations. They're places that I'm happy to go to. And as far as the infrastructure goes, <laughs> well. I I am happy to, to go there. And if someone was like, hey, you know, this will be here in three days, or we've got Amazon lockers in the Whole Foods and it will be there today. Currently, in these Amazon lockers exist in kind of a lot of places in our, our area of Arlington, Max. Um, a lot of them are in 7-Elevens. There's no reason for me to go to a 7-Eleven other than to pick up a package. 
that if I, if, you know, today I need to go pick up zucchini and garlic. If there was a package there waiting for me, I'd totally decide to go to Whole Foods as opposed to the Safeway, which is closer, but, you know, there's a, there's a certain added convenience and it defeats, you know, that last mile problem that you run into all the time when it's, you know, it's Monday morning and it's, uh, and then it's 11 o'clock and your package just gets delivered to the post office and you know that the post office won't deliver it until the next day because of how they work because of the last mile problem and they're innovating and solving that now because this is a place that I'll want to go to anyways or might need to go to anyways that will have my package as well or the groceries that I can now order on Amazon as opposed to <laughs> you know um, I don't know I think that's I'm tr- trying to look at it as as a positive thing but i know that that's not necessarily true because i'm going to be you know as a prime member i'm going to be kind of uh, beholden to do everything through amazon well yeah i mean it's a it'll be as is the case with most of these things it'll be a it'll be an easily visible positive in terms of potential convenience but at the same time all of a sudden what happens if now your only option is that you have to go to the Whole Foods in your area and pick up from an Amazon locker you know that that is no longer that's not a positive um, the fact that you know the, this this patent is potentially going to give them you know, greater power to to sort of restrict the way that you shop. That's not a positive thing. Um, you know, we're we make this constant trade-off where, in order for short-term conveniences, we we give away more and more of our our data and and sort of our uh, our online autonomy in a way. And like I don't know, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Well, um, you know the price this, the price for being able to go on Facebook and Google for free is that they own you. They know everything. You know they know everything there is to possibly know about you, um, except maybe like your hair color. True. Um, you know, but I'm sure they'll figure that out someday. Yeah, I, well, and the other thing that's not so much online, but it is in practice of this, uh, you know, Sean, you mentioned not really going to Whole Foods, but mm-hmm. where Max and I live, especially the Whole Foods closest to us, they want us to go to that Whole Foods. I think like some of the specials and different things they do, they want us to go. The one by UN Reston, they want you to go there for lunch. Um one thing that Amazon will do, and I'm sure what what will happen, like obviously, is if you go to the Whole Foods as Amazon owns it as part of Amazon and you're an Amazon customer, you're going to have a better experience than the person who's not a Prime member or who doesn't normally go to Whole Foods but does shop at Amazon. So they are going to create a haves and have-nots with this. I mean, it's, you know, just who goes to Whole Foods already? This is something that is inherently baked into that. And I know recently they've they've rolled out a a Prime, like you pay for it monthly thing, which seems a, a positive step. But 
this is what's going to happen with their grocery service because they've selected Whole Foods. They didn't select Safeway. They didn't select Giant. They didn't even select Harris Teeter, which I've made bones about. I've issues I mean, with Harris, Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter is an extremely, extremely regional grocery store. It's not surprising at all yeah. that they chose Whole Foods because they're so. I mean, it's perhaps besides, I, I guess Trader Joe's. It's like the national grocery store. It's the uh, not not by that I don't mean that it's the nationwide choice. I mean it's one of the relatively few options that exists across the country. Yeah, in urban areas. Yeah, I believe. Sure. Yeah, uh, but a bit. Yeah, and I and I get it's it's a smart business decision by them. Like I cannot deny that, and and there are plenty of things to laud, but not everyone wants to and not everyone can go to Whole Foods and now there's going to be an incentive to go to Whole Foods if you also shop at Amazon and so they have a very particular target audience I feel like I mean certainly Whole Foods does and now you know Amazon is Whole Foods I mean you have to imagine that they did Finkel is Einhorn you have to imagine they did a fair amount of you know customer research and, and determined that you know there's significant overlap existing already between the population that shops on Amazon and the population that shops at Whole Foods. Yeah, I'm. And they're catering. I, mean, I would say they're catering to similar. I would say they're catering primarily to similar types of people. Yeah, I mean, if you have if you have an extra hundred dollars a year to spend on on Prime, um, you know, they this there's probably a lot of overlap there because that's. I don't know what it ends up being a month. And as you pointed out, you know, it's the streaming service too. And, you know, yeah. the music thing, which I've never used, but is fine. Um, it, there's, there's a, there's a lot there and you're, you're adding another, you know, item to your, to your basket, um, virtual or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, Max, do you, do you imagine that now you're going to get all your groceries from whole food, whole Amazon? Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think I might. Other than, uh, unlike what you said, which shocked me, I hate going to the Whole Foods in Clarendon because it's crazy. It's so busy. Yeah, well, it, maybe there's a time when it's not. You can't even drive down that road because the whole left lane, at, at any normal time, being between probably four and seven p.m., is just a backup of people waiting to get into the Whole Foods parking lot where they have multiple people attending to the parking lot and yeah. telling people where to park. Well, I mean, you got to turn right into that garage. Into the garage. No, there's people turning left into the... Yeah, yeah, but there's... They have... You can get your They have the garage that most people don't know about. Yeah, I know about, in my experience. Or people better. don't like to but park I'm in a, the garage. But I'm a smart shopper, and a lot of people are not smart yeah. shoppers. I also go at weird-ass times, but I do that. How late are they open? Oh, they're open until, like, 10. Okay, I should, yeah. I should do that. So, so yeah, yeah, I'll probably start giving giving them more of my money and the point is it's busy and now will be probably busy with more people um or or you don't have to go there or you know your fresh groceries are going to be from that whole foods and they're going to deliver it and maybe it's not as expensive as fresh is right now or the you know maybe it's something more like the the prime pantry model um i think people are totally going to be down to do that and that doubles down on the fact that People who have the means to to do that are are going to do it, and you know if you want to shop it, you know, not everyone can do that. It's, it's that simple. 
There's a lot to think about here. Yeah. Um, That's fascinating. I, I wonder. I wonder. I'm not sure how it's going to change my shopping habits. I imagine it probably will. But I don't know. Yeah, and I would just, yeah, and I would point out like one other thing that you guys mentioned beforehand, and uh, I'm thinking about is you mentioned um, Walmart buying bonobos this week. That, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how exactly it will happen, but Walmart, which is a big thing and different audience than than Whole Foods or maybe Amazon. I mean, Amazon has there are a lot of overlaps there too because Amazon is everything, but them buying something like bonobos uh which i think caters to younger people where people want to do that online kind of shopping thing or okay if they have to return um that i think will be walmart taking something that doesn't exist as a brick and mortar and bringing it into their brick and mortar as opposed to amazon is now amazon's now in your neighborhood they're not only on your laptop um or your pc or your mac they're also somewhere in your neighborhood that you can go up and touch. So do you uh, think it's that, or or do you think it... I mean, I tend to think it's a little more... Uh, I think it's uh, it's maybe a little odd that Walmart chose Bonobos, but I, I mean, I, I think I see it as they're trying to make... I think they're trying to make the same sort of moves that Amazon is making. They're just doing it on a different scale. And they're going, yeah. and they have to go in the opposite direction. So they have to, they have to really beef up their e-commerce business because, frankly, the Walmart website sucks. It's really terrible. Yeah. Um, their their online shopping experience is very bad. As I found out when I tried to, you know, even just to use their site to like, check stock for for you know home things like, you know, I, even when I was looking for like mini fridges in college um yeah well and maybe that's what they're doing with bonobos they're well, right people that are smart about that into their practice right that's what i'm that's what i'm guessing is is more likely than we just we wanted a a higher a higher scale clothing brand in our in our stock in stores i don't think that's what it is yeah, I mean that they'll they'll benefit from that. It becomes more like a yes. you know old school department store. I mean that's that's kind of what I feel like. You know, Walmart also sells tires, but I guess you know Sears sold tires. Sears sells tires, but now they've got their you know here's our you know house you know clother or whatever. It's, I think that's that could that could turn out well. But yeah, I think that to me the the Amazon move is. A much more uh, delightfully frightening one. <laughs> that's, that's I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, well, if you have thoughts on the Amazon Whole Foods merger and what it's going to do to the world, um, I don't I don't know. Do we want Do we want you to come talk to us about it, or do we want you to to talk to to someone else like your local lawmakers or something? I don't know. Uh, uh yeah. I mean. If if you have somehow never purchased anything on Amazon, I would love to hear one, from you. That would be well, that's fa- one, that would be fascinating. You're you're probably not aware of this podcast because you probably <laughs> don't know how to listen to podcasts. If I'm being honest, damn. But uh, no, it's. I mean, you would have to not be on the internet. You'd have to not be on the internet because <laughs> I feel like if you figure out how to download a podcast, you, you you've you've used Amazon. I mean, it's just which is which is crazy because a lot of people listen to podcasts. 
Um, so <laughs> a lot of people use Google. A lot of people use Amazon. That that is true. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if you have thoughts, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and let us know what you think. Uh, in the meantime, it is time once again for Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? Uh, so, um, not this past Friday, but the previous Friday, the, the entity that I work for, um, had a, a day of service essentially. And so we all signed up to go to different places. And I signed up for one in DC, um, Raymond education center, I believe that's it's, uh, but it's a school. Um, and I spent the day there and I signed up for it specifically because as we know from this podcast, uh, I am pro-reading, and it was a literacy event. So I was very happy and excited to do that. And one of the things that I did first thing in the morning was I went into a fourth-grade class, and I read a book to them. It was Pop, the Invention of Bubblegum. I believe that's what it was called. Pretty pretty cool, well-illustrated book, um, you know, and I read it to this, this class of kids. And uh, what I'm apologizing for this week is at one point in the book, it says how much they sold the bubblegum for at the Invention of Bubblegum. And it was uh, one cent. And I, at, while I'm reading it, the kids, you know, I'm looking at the illustration and I see the one cent. And I'm like, you know, wow, you know, nothing costs one cent anymore. And they're like, yeah. And I, then I said something about inflation. What? You no. gotta understand. You, you gotta understand your audience. You've, that's yeah, you've that's what, what read I. The room. I, I I apologize for not reading the room. So <laughs> uh, I I I. I was actually pretty well able to explain what inflation was to them, which I said, well, because because I took I don't I was, think that's true at all. Yeah, well, what I said to them was, you know, over time the value of money changes. That's basically how I explained it to them. And so something that was one cent then is, and then I asked them, how much do you think a piece of gum is now? And they're like, you know, whatever. Uh, they said whatever they was. And I was like, yeah, it's still gum. It's just, you know, the maybe the gum is better. But if it's the same gum, it's the the price of money has, the value of money has changed in, in some way. So they sort of got it. But as with anything you do with 10-year-olds, they're really not paying attention. Yeah, I'm, it wasn't willing, as... I'm willing to go way out on a limb and say that you did not adequately explain the concept that money doesn't have any intrinsic value uh, to a room of 10-year-olds. Well, you know, it would have been a lot better if I told them nothing has value. That would have been a better lesson to tell them. That it certainly would have been a more on-brand lesson for you. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but then someone else that I was with used the word analytics later, and you know, oh, also had to explain that we're consultants, and I'm like, and they, and he looks at me to explain it. And I'm like, I couldn't even tell you what that means. So, uh, you know, ki- kids are, you know. Reading to kids was very, um, very much a good thing that I enjoyed. Uh, trying to explain inflation to them, I apologize for. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have used that word. It's not just four-letter words, I guess. But, <laughs> anyways, all right, that's what I got. Well, I've got a couple things to close out the week. One is that we are uh, recording this podcast on Father's Day, so yeah, uh, I gotta call my grandfather. Happy, happy Father's Day to to all of the dads out there um if you're listening to this for for some reason we appreciate you yeah um i 
uh, I, I'm just sort of while while I'm talking into the microphone, I'm also looking at something that the uh, the intern sent over, uh, which is uh, that Tom Petty is indeed from Gainesville, Florida. Already, yeah, he already looked it, that up. It was not. It was not that. Uh, the intern has been working hard today. Uh, the seminal album OK Computer by Radiohead uh, is 20 this year uh, and a few months ago Pitchfork um, got in touch with a bunch of artists uh, visual artists I should say uh, to have them each uh, depict uh, a song from the album uh, in, in visual form, and it's it's really quite neat. So I'm, I'm looking through uh, uh, I'm looking through these artists' visual representations of the songs from OK Computer and their their explanations thereof, uh, and it's pretty neat. So we will uh, we will link to that on yeah. the episode page on our website. Uh, the other thing, uh, as we mentioned up top, is. Uh, I finally broke the seal on watching Game of Thrones, and holy shit, that show is really good. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Oh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I am, uh, I'm pretty well engrossed at this point. I am, uh, as as we record, I am, I want to say, ten days into my Game of Thrones viewing career, and. Uh, I am nearly halfway through season two. Um, it's about which, right. Which has it really? It hasn't involved watching. I've had no day where I've watched more than three episodes. Yeah. Um, so it's I've kept it pretty manageable. Um, but it's it's nuts. It's it's so good, and you know I, I was wrong. Uh, not that I you know I didn't think that I wouldn't like it, um, but. But all those times that uh, I I let myself say, oh, I'm just I'm too far behind. I don't. Maybe I'll watch it after the show's over. Like I I made mistakes all of those times. So uh, I I suppose I will <laughs> I'll keep you guys sporadically updated on my on my progress. Um, but yeah, a- after uh, I guess recording a, a podcast and, and outing myself as a non Game of Thrones watcher was the was the push I needed. Just so, like, so uh, just like the, just like the Joker at the the end of uh, Dark Knight, you just need a, just need a push. There you go. Um, all right. Well, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod. Come check us out on our home on the web, prettyokpod.com, where you can find every episode of this podcast, uh, along with the, uh, the things that we link out. Those will be on the episode pages. Uh, as well as the writing that's being done. I think we were set for a busy week. Um, Pierce Pierce sent me something that I'm going to edit and post in the next couple days. Uh, Ian is due for another uh, awesome Song of the Week column. Uh, maybe this time he will again get uh, shouted out by, by the band he writes about. Uh, this is now two times... Uh, Two times that uh, his work has been cited specifically by the by the artists he's written about, which is really neat. Um, and then by the end of the week, I will have uh, I will have a link extravaganza. So 
some some great things written by other people uh, for you to check out. You can also get this podcast on iTunes, um, most other places where you get podcasts. Um, you know, if you can't find it, uh, feel free to email us at itsprettyokay at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll try to try to help fix that. And if you can find it, uh, we would appreciate if you would subscribe, uh, leave us ratings, reviews, comments, etc., or even just tell a friend about the show. We will be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Max. Thanks for listening.